So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. All right, got a five-star review here from Moscato Realty. Massive meat and potatoes. I love how you just give massive amounts of actionable content. No fluff, just the good stuff. I like how you ask the hard questions about ECI, Ego Commission Income, and those little smiley face emojis you put on there. And net profits from the agents. There's nothing better to invest your time in than this podcast. Awesome, Pat. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, we got a great guest today, returning guest, been a while, originally he was from 392, if you haven't heard 392, talked about how to make a million dollars selling real estate, and uh, it is a very, very popular episode, but uh, we're going to talk about that, but not as direct, uh, because there's a lot of new things going on in Nashville, Tennessee's, one of Nashville, Tennessee's star agents is on the line, Mr. Josh Anderson. Josh, welcome back to Real Estate Rockstars. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey, why don't you give everybody a little rundown, Josh, on who you are so they get to know you better? Yeah. So I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee. Got into the real estate business in April of 2006. So right there at the top. So I got to see the good little piece before it started going downhill. Um, Been in the business for about 12 and a half years. This year, 2018, we will... I think we'll finish about 86, 87 million in volume, which is about 215 transactions and right at 2.6 or 2.7 in gross commissions. That's awesome. That's awesome. So 2.7 in gross commissions. And then what would you say your net profit is on that? Net profit will be, so my, my profit margin right now, year to date is 48%. Really? That's so awesome. So, and that's after you pay your agents and everything. That's right. Yep. So you'll net one, three. Yep. That's, that's, that's phenomenal. That's awesome. So, so tell me about Nashville, Tennessee. What's going on in Nashville? How's the market? Yeah, Nashville, it's on the top five or top 10 of every list. It's uh, the trendy hip it city right now, um, which, is, which makes it awesome. We've got tons of people moving here. So about 80 to 85 people a day moving to Nashville. Um, most are coming from California, Chicago, and then regional like Knoxville, Memphis, Birmingham, Huntsville. So, What's the appeal? Why is everyone moving to Nashville, Tennessee? You know, I think we've got a lot of different industries here. We've got music, obviously. We're um, healthcare capital of the United States. I think there's a lot of cities like Chicago that taxes are really high. 
and uh, there isn't really any job growth or really, you know, it's, it's pretty stagnant. And I think that people are just looking for other places to be. Um, you've got a lot of people in San Francisco and LA that just don't want to be there both from a housing cost, the taxes that go along with the property taxes and everything else going on in California, fires and you can't drink out of a straw, you know, things like that. <laughs> so it's, it's a, it's a great market in Nashville. It's, uh, I was telling you a little bit earlier, it's such a, such a good market that it's almost a tough, tougher than normal market because we have so many more people moving here than moving out. Uh, so we have a lack of inventory Prices have gone up fairly dramatically in the last four or five years. Um, so it's getting harder to find three and $400,000 properties or sub, you know, half million. So it makes it, it's making it harder for first time buyers. And, you know, for people that are coming from the East Coast and West Coast, our market is still really cheap. But if you're from the Southeast, it has certainly gotten expensive. So, so what are you doing about that, right? So you're in a seller's market. What are you doing about it? An extreme seller's market, some would say. That's right. Um, you know, it, it's really digging harder and getting really dialed into what our clients want. Um, on, the, on the listing side, it's, it's, it's a lot easier, you know, uh, getting a home sold. But it's on the buy side, it's finding properties for clients before they come on the market. It's the value of having really good relationships with other agents in the marketplace. It's, you know. Why? Well, just, you know, it makes a deal a whole lot easier when you have a relationship with an agent. It's a whole lot easier to show a property before it goes on the market if you've got a relationship with that agent. What I've found is I think a lot of agents don't really focus on those local agent relationships. And I think that it makes it a little bit more difficult to get deals done. Yeah. Yeah. And then what, so like, what are you doing uh, with your buyers? Uh, I know, you know, big, big chatter now is, you know, in extreme seller markets like you're in creating off market lists or do you have an off market list that your office has that you don't share with other agents, just share with your buyers? We do. So we have a, we have a Google doc that we put together of properties that are, you know, Airbnb qualified uh, short-term rentals for our investor clients. We've got properties that are maybe never going to hit the market for traditional buyers, properties that are coming soon that we have as well as other agents have. Um, you know, another thing we're doing is you have to get really creative on verbiage in offers, um, you know, whether it's escalation clauses or whether it's taking out of, you know, appraisal contingencies, just doing different things and having to set lots of expectations for our buyers um, over communicating with them what's going on in the market and really helping them understand that this is what we do. This is, you know, this is how we do it and, and really digging and doing anything we can to find properties for them. Yeah. You and tell them in the beginning, Hey, you know, you, when we write this offer, you need to listen to me. Yeah. It's going to be things yeah. you're going to do that you're going to make you very uncomfortable. Right. But if you and want to win a house, you got to play this game. And we also show them properties that are, you know, a mile from ideally where they want to be or the next neighborhood over, um, showing them what they can get in that next price point up or, hey, you might be able to get something in your price point over here. It's still in the same zip codes, same schools, but it's not the neighborhood that you're, all your friends live in. It's also getting lenders, you know, getting somebody to go in and have our lenders call the listing agent, for example, and making them feel warm and fuzzy. Hey, this guy's pre-approved. He's not just pre-qualified. 
and really, you know, having more people involved in the, the transaction on our side to really, if there's a multiple offer situation, I think as a listing agent, I think that it makes me feel pretty good when another buyer's agents, you know, their, their buyer's lender calls me and says, hey, I've worked with this guy on three different transactions. He's a slam dunk. I would, for me, I would take that into consideration. And so those are some of the things that we do. Wow. Okay. And so talk to me now about uh, what you're doing. Oh, here's, a, here's the one question I want to ask for you we get in, before we get into agent reviews, because you're incredible at that. You know, this list that you have of Airbnb ready houses, tell me about that. Explain that. What, what, what does that have to do with anything? So we have a lot of clients that are here local as well as a lot of clients around the country. So for example, Amazon just announced 5,000 jobs are coming to Nashville. Average salary is going to be $150,000 on those, on those salaries. And so, you know, that renews a lot of interest for people that are wanting to do Airbnb. So Nashville's, uh, our Music City Convention Center can compete for about 85 or 86% of all conventions and conferences in the United States. And I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. So hold on. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so first of all, but you said it makes them non Airbnb friendly, right? It makes the houses. Cor- correct. Well, what I was saying is, well, let me say where I was going with the, with the music city convention center is we've got, we can compete for all this conference and all these things, but we don't have enough hotel rooms. So over the last couple of years, Airbnb has become really huge in Nashville because there aren't enough hotel rooms to satisfy all the conferences. For example, Keller Williams, their family reunion is only in about four or five cities now. And it's in Anaheim, Orlando, New Orleans, a couple others, Dallas. And those, all those cities have enough hotel rooms. Well, Nashville could, could host the, the uh, Keller Williams family reunion, but it doesn't have enough hotel rooms, so they exit off the list. Wow. And yes, and I, but, but I know the government has, has kind of done the opposite, right? Because I knew a guy that had, had 12 of them, and uh, his lawyer said to him, the city of Nashville or somebody said, you know, uh, there's all these new rules with Airbnbs. We want to stop Airbnbs or slow it down significantly. Uh, but if you already have an Airbnb, you're grandfathered in. And then his lawyer said, hey, hey you know, you should change all of your property names because you have too many into an LLC. And so he changed his property names into an LLC. And then he got a letter in the mail that was like, okay, all your Airbnbs are now disqualified and you can't get new licenses on them because you don't own them anymore. This LLC and your grandfather clause is null and void. So he had to sell them all. So that was a type two permit. Uh, So type one is owner occupant and you can still do that. Type two is what you were talking about. And so a lot of people were putting them in LLCs to get around that. Yeah. And what ultimately happened is when you put it in LLC, it technically transfers ownership. And when yes. it transfers ownership, it doesn't carry over to the new one. So there are ways around it, but that is probably going to, type two is probably going to phase out for the most part in 2020. And then there's type three, which has to be zoned a certain way or it has to be commercial. And what they did in Charleston, South Carolina is basically the only way you can do an, an Airbnb in Charleston is a type one. Like it's got to be your house. Right. And you got five bedrooms. You can rent four of them as long as you're in one of them. Yep. Boston's got the same because it's a historic city. Boston's got some things. 
Austin, Texas has some things that they really dramatically changed theirs. So, but there's still a lot of people coming here. But so a lot of these developers have changed some of their developments that they were going to do into type three permits because there's so much demand just for those type three permits. Type three permits being what? Type three are zoned, they're zoned RM or they're zoned commercial. So three units have to be attached. What's up, uh, brokers, uh, team leaders, office managers, and rainmakers of teams? I got a question for you today. What are the two most frustrating things about running a real estate team? The two things that cause you more headaches than anything else. Think about it. The brokers I've talked to have all given me the same answer. Recruiting and retention. If you're in the same boat, if nothing you've tried seems to work, I've got some good news. Your problem finding, recruiting, and retaining high-quality agents are about to be over. I'm launching my new Retoot course, a course that provides an in-depth, first-ever look at the recruiting and retention secrets of the industry's top recruiters. To kick off Retoot's launch, I'm offering the course along with two other high-value items at a super low price to podcast listeners. Since I'm throwing in two free items with my Retoot Secrets course, I'm going to simply call it my 123 discount package. Okay, so let me talk to you about the 123 discount package. In addition to Retoot, you're going to get a subscription for each of your teammates or anybody in your office to my big profit weekly jackpot emails, which are basically agents from around the world giving advice on how to increase your profit on a daily basis in this business. If your agents put these effective, easy to implement tips to use, their sales and most importantly, their profits will improve. Plus, I'll provide you with a year's worth of monthly sales meetings, content to have at your sales meeting so you don't have to struggle figuring out what to say to your agents or your team. I'm calling it my lunch and learn sales training series. That's an entire year's worth of sales meetings that you won't have to plan and that your agents are guaranteed to get massive value from. So to recap, purchasing the 123 discount package gets you one, my brand new retoot course, two, my big profit agents weekly jackpot emails for everybody in your office, and three, a year's worth of lunch and learn training sessions. If you want this limited time package, act fast and go to hybendigital.com backslash 123. Real easy, hybendigital.com backslash 123. So there's a lot of interest in, from investors that want to do it because Thursday through Sunday, you can you can make a pile of money on so Airbnb. Three, three units that are attached, what, like a, a, a triplex or something? Almost like that, but it could be three townhomes that are attached instead of detached. And then you buy all three. No, you can buy one. You could buy all three, but you can but buy- But they're zone commercial. That's right, or RM20. Hmm. So and so RM- then, then they're legal Airbnb 
That's correct. Because of the zoning. But if they're not zoned, you got to live in them unless you're grandfathered, right? Correct. Right. It's fascinating, right? And that brings you to another topic of obviously you have to, if you're looking for Airbnbs, you've got to work with somebody that really understands is, is in the know on what's changing. And, what's and then you keep a list of people with Airbnbs and then it, why? Just so you could call them and be like, hey, you, you want to sell? Yeah. We have a list of people that, that own them. We have a list of people that want to buy them. And then we have a list of the developers that are somewhere in the phase of developing those properties. Okay. Huh. Interesting. But, yeah, but if you buy one, then you're not grandfathered in, so you can't rent it out unless it's owned commercial. Correct. Okay. Interesting. All right. Let's get off that. Let's, let's talk about agent reviews. How many agent reviews do you got? Yeah. So on, on all of our different sites, we've got, you know, we've got, I think one of the things I would say is a lot of agents focus on Zillow for reviews. And I think that that's great. But if Google ever wanted to buy Zillow, could happen. It might become and what irrelevant. what does that mean? Well, I just, I, I think agents focus on the Zillow piece of it and it's great and it's good to get reviews there, but there's so many other places that you can do reviews online. What would be wrong if Zillow, I mean, if Google bought Zillow, then they would just ch- turn, I mean, what, what, so what are you saying? What's your I'm point? Saying, I'm saying that Zillow bought Trulia and yes, the reviews are still there, but how many people go to Trulia versus Zillow now? Yeah, nobody. So what if Google bought Zillow and nobody really went to Zillow anymore? And they just changed it to the Google platform, and it was. Uh, I see what you're saying. Never thought about that. I think everybody needs to think about that. I don't think anybody's thought of it. That's really good. So, okay, so what do you do about that? So we've got we've got reviews from past clients and agents that have sent us deals in the past on Angie's List, Facebook, uh, Realtor.com, Google, uh, like Google My Business or Google Local. What am I not thinking of? Yelp. So Yelp is a big one that it's probably more regional in certain areas. It's bigger than others. And most people think of it for restaurants. But we, you know, we just got about three weeks ago, we just had somebody come in say, hey, we found your, we found your uh, reviews on Yelp. And it was a $650,000 buyer. The um, uh, California, it's huge. Yeah. California and Florida, uh, Yelp is huge. It's not as big for agents in Nashville but I think it's becoming more and more relevant. Um, we've got about 220 reviews on our Google site or our Google page. We absolutely crush it there. You know where people go first when they look online? Mm, no, tell me. Google. Uh, I mean, I was going to guess that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Google, yeah, because that's where they go, right? Because they're, they're looking. I mean, I'm they're crazy. searching. I was going to say a search engine, but yeah, yeah so Google. So it only makes sense, right? I mean, they're the giant. Right. You know, and I've gotten a lot of things on Google reviews, you know, a lot. Sure. And so that, so it's just being, this year we got really purposeful about asking past clients for reviews during the transaction, after the transaction. We have, um, we have client, you know, giveaways or, or contests for, you know, if they, if they do one review on Google, for example, they get one entry. If they do it on Two places, they might get three entries. If they do it on four places, they might get 20 entries. Really? 
Okay, so let's keep talking about this. So every time they do a review, they get entered into a drawing. So they, if, they, if they do 20 reviews, they do one on Yelp and they do one on Google and they do one on Zillow and then they do what, you know what I mean? So they do, let's say they do 12, then they get 12 entries. What, and, and how often do you do a drawing? But they get more than 12 entries. So what we do is we give them one entry for one, one site but if they did three sites, we'd give them five reviews or five. Oh, wow. Five entries. And if we, if they did it on five different sites, they'd get like 20 entries. <laughs> trying to incentivize them to do it on all the sites. I love that. And then, and then, uh, so tell me about the, the, the drawing. Tell me about it. What is it? How often? What do you give away? Yeah. So we try to do this two to four times a year. So ideally once a quarter, that might be a little bit too much with our client events and other things we're doing. Um, so at least twice a year. So we'll do it twice a year to our clients and twice a year to our agent partners around the country. And it's something different every time. So the last time we gave Apple EarPods and a Apple watch. And so that's just from us. And then if we want to get, you know, Titans tickets or predators tickets from our vendors and things like that, we'll throw it all into a big, you know, Yeti cooler and just have a whole, we've got to make it something good enough to give away for them to want to enter. Sure. Something fun. Something fun and big, something, you know, a Yeti, a Yeti cooler that's three or $400 is probably not something somebody's going to buy on their own unless they go to the beach a lot or they're outdoors. Right. So. And okay. Wow. That there's some fascinating stuff. Okay. So let, I want to talk to you about your, your agent uh, setup. Like, tell me like how, what your, what does your team look like? So right now we've got myself and three senior agents. And when I say senior agents, I mean, they've been on the team for three and a half years, all the way up to nine years. So they're kind of the senior agents on the team. And then we've got three junior associates that have been here for a year or less. And so the junior associates always when they're they're basically as a junior associate they're acting as an isa and when they set an appointment as an isa they get to be the showing specialist on that particular transaction and they have to do it with the senior agent for a certain number of transactions so the junior associates are essentially isas and showing agents correct so they're like a, yeah uh, and the combined. reason and, and then the reason and the reason that are seniors, okay. And the reason for them being ISAs is because it's part of it's part of their um, ninety day training period to do a certain amount of phone calls anyway. And my goal is to teach them how to pick up the phone, use scripts, set appointments, keep the appointments, and ultimately get to sit in with a senior agent on the team so they can learn how a buyer consultation is done correctly. And, and how many juniors do you have? So we have myself and three senior agents. So four senior agents and three junior associates right now. And then we've got about seven or eight uh, employees, virtual assistants, and then listing manager, transaction, you know, client care manager, director of operations, things like that. All right. Now, how do you pay everybody? So junior associates are on a 15% split. And okay, so let me stop you there. 15% 15% split. So here's what they do. They take the lead that comes in, they call them back, they follow up, they create an appointment, they show them the house. They don't write offers or anything. And then when it comes time to write the offer, it goes to the senior associate. Correct. And they get 15% for that. And then the senior associate, what do they do? 
on on that particular transaction, they get 35%. So it's a total of 50% on the buy side. And what are they doing? Uh, the senior agent is running comps for the property. They're writing the offer. They're negotiating the offer. They're doing the repairs. And they're doing typically final walkthroughs. Almost so doesn't seem fair. Almost seems like the junior agents yeah. got the shit work. <laughs> the senior well, agents got the cake work. And they're, yet they're getting two and a half times as much. I, I know that the, the thought process, they're better agents. They're more experienced. You know, they're going to keep it together. But uh, Yeah. And so part of the reason for that is that most people come into the business and they say, I want to make X, which is usually $100,000, but they don't know what they don't know. They might have an amazing database. You could have the best database in the world. And if you don't know how to work it and you don't know how to talk to it and you can't get anything from it or you can't close any deals, who cares how great your database is? And so yeah. Yeah. My, my point on the junior associate thing is, so, my, so the junior associate that's been with me for 11 months, he's closed and pended 44 transactions this year. Whoa. He, he wouldn't do 44 transactions this year without being on a team and being the No way. He'd probably, do zero, he'd probably do four. You know? Right. So would you rather somebody learning at a smaller split? And, and so at month 12, he gets to go to a full buyer's agent. Okay. So he goes, he goes junior to senior. So if he does the same number of transactions next year, he's going to more than double his income. Just yeah, so it's like a boot camp. It is a, it's a, a waiting out process too, you know, right? Right of passage. That's right. And they, and they come out so much stronger. They're, they're more knowledgeable. They've previewed hundreds and hundreds of homes at that point. They've sat in on dozens of buyer consults. They've gone to listing appointments. They've done blue tape walkthroughs. They've met with our lenders, our title company, our inspectors, our termite. And they've, they've met with everybody. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Now, do you have some spinoff? Do, do people quit in that one-year period? Sure. Yep. And, I, it, it, and it's just a numbers game at the end of the day. And we keep the ones that get it at a big level and the ones that don't, don't. And most of them don't stay in the business or they struggle. I like that a lot. Now, let's flip to the listing end. Like, how hard are you fighting for listings? Is it, is it uh, are you getting more competition in the seller's market with other agents, with, uh, in, you know, commissions decreasing, things like that? Or is it becoming easier? Definitely harder. It's, uh, so we've got, we've got more for sale by owners. More FISBOs. Okay. More FISBOs. We've got more agents that are willing to do it for 1%. 
we've got, you know, I mean, across the board, it's more difficult because we're competing against, you know, less skilled agents that will do it for free mm. or for 1%. And a lot of people don't differentiate between, you know, a great agent that, that has a good track record of success versus somebody that they don't even know a lot of times that that person, that might be their first transaction. And, and so what are you doing about that? So I, you know, I think a lot of our listing appointments are longer. Um, we're having a lot more conversations, a lot more education, a lot more stats on what the market is and what's it, what it's doing. So for example, in the last 90 days, the market certainly changed. So we, we have uh, interest rates have increased. The time of the year has certainly changed. And there's a lot more price reductions and a lot more days on the market for a lot of these properties. So what that's telling me is, yes, it might be a combination of things, but at some point buyers look up and go, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to pay $600 a square foot for, you know, a, a one bedroom unit in downtown Nashville. It's not going to do it. And so they're sitting on the sidelines longer. And, and a lot of these people, I just talked to one of my clients a little while ago. He's like, you know, I really want to get into a house right now, but interest rates are, you know, they're, they're squeezing me a little bit. He's, yeah, I, I've got a, I've got a 30 year fixed at three and a half percent. He's like, I'm, I'm kind of liking that also, you know? So it's kind of, it's, it's a, people are sitting around and they're standing on the sidelines longer than they have. You know, I could see that actually. I hadn't thought about that either. You know, the move up buyer, right? I mean, the, the differential is going to make you think twice, right? Even if it's a 2%, you know, you know, 2% difference, three, three and a half, five and a half. Hmm. You know, a, I mean, that, that, 2% changes your purchasing power by 20, 22%. I mean, that's a big, you know, I tell people all the time, my easy number is if you could buy a million dollar house right now or, or a year ago, you could buy a million dollar house and you haven't pulled the trigger. You can now buy about a $900,000 property. And if you, if you couldn't find what you wanted at a million, how are you going to find what you wanted for 900? Especially with prices rising. Right. It's almost like, the people are spoiled and rightfully so they should be because they locked into their rate. So they're spoiled at these low rates. Right. And it's going to hold them back. It's going to hold that whole move up market. I don't mean to generalize, but that whole move up market, right? Yeah. That move up market from the second to the third house, let's say. So maybe it's focusing on the, the, the move down market where, Hey, we have a 6,000 square foot house. We raised four kids here. We want to stay in the general area, but we only want, you know, 3,200 square feet instead of 6,000 square feet. Yeah. You cut your, yes, you're paying more on a, on a interest rate, but you're chopping your mortgage in half. Yeah, you might only borrow half or something because you got a lot more equity. Right. So, and that goes back to what I was saying earlier is, you know, that's, that's where we're showing people, Hey, maybe you need to be in this neighborhood. It's, it's 50 or a hundred thousand dollars less expensive and it's only, a, you know, a mile away kind of thing. Or, hey, maybe you're willing to look at a fixer-upper rather than something completely renovated and ready to move in. So talk to me about your training. What are you guys doing training-wise? You know, our, our training, a big piece of our training, the, the five things I mentioned earlier, you know, as far as scripts, we've got people on three or four different, they've got three or four different script partners, database. They have to come to the first day with a database. You know, ideally, that, per, that database has 200 people in it. Not always is that the case. So they've got to build that over time. They've got to figure out, let's sit down and come up with a plan on how you're realistically going to be able to, or systematically be able to talk to these people two or three or four times a year 
Um, and I think we make it easy with client events and things like that. But so it's, it's building that database. It's, you know, most people have never had to keep a schedule or know really what time blocking is at a high level. Uh, most agents, somebody calls and goes, hey, I want to go look at 123 Main Street, and they run out the door and go show them 123 Main Street. And it kind of ruins the rest of your morning or your day or whatever it was set up to be for success. Um, so we really help them with what kind of schedule can you create that is, you're going to be able to stick to day in and day out. Other things, know your numbers. Most people don't know. They don't, it's not that they don't know. They just don't keep pay attention to how many, how many phone calls did you make to a contact? How many contacts did it take to get an appointment? How many appointments did you set versus keep? You know, knowing those numbers will really help you back into your goals for the, for the following year. So th those are some of the things that we really dig in. We, we want them to go do a certain amount of open houses each month. We want them to preview a certain amount of properties on a weekly basis. Um, in the $100,000 range, the million-dollar range, knowing new construction as well as four squares and tutors and craftsmen's and bungalows. and We want them to know those things because people that are moving here might not be used to this. I mean, if you're from California or Texas or Florida, totally different style of homes than there are in Nashville. And, and, and how are you, as the leader of the team, making sure that they're knowing their numbers? And so those are things that we talk about at our team meeting every week. We open up our, we open up our CT and pull up all of our numbers for the year. Both Your CT, what's that? Uh, CT, it's a program that we use. It's called Commitment to Excellence. Um, it's similar. It's kind of just like a pipeline. CTE, Commitment to Excellence. So they have to go into CTE commitment to excellence and they constantly typing stuff in there and then you have a meeting and you pull up CTE and you're like Francine you know I see you previewed six houses I see you called this many people and I see you show is that is that kind of how it works yeah and so by 7 p.m. every evening they put in their numbers for the day number of contacts and so we really you know, and I tell them, I know they don't like to do it, but this is how we spend our marketing dollars and how we can really track where our business is coming from, how much of our business is, you know, past client and referral, how much of our business, you know, I can tell you, you know, the last couple of years, anywhere from 20 to 22, 23% of our business has been agent referrals, for example. Agent referrals, really? How? How are you getting that many agent referrals? That's one in four. So last year we closed about 50, 48 transactions that we closed were from agent referrals from no around. So a big piece of that is going to conferences, being on panels, being interviewed by, by Gary, doing podcasts like this, um, you know, just, and, and being willing to help, you know, team leaders and people that are, they have an agent that's struggling or they want to figure out the showing specialist model or they, they've got certain things and I, I help them anytime I can. Um, so it's really just creating those relationships just, just like you would locally. And Nashville just happens to be a city where people are moving to quite a bit. So we, we capture a lot of that business. It can always be better. It can always be more. Um, but we're, we're doing a pretty good job with it. Yeah, no kidding. What, what, let's talk about technology a little bit. Like what, what's new and exciting tech, technologically besides CTE right now? You know, I think... Well, a couple of things. One, one of my big things, it's not new, but one of my big things for 2019 is really wanting to dig into video and podcasts. That's just an area I think that more people are watching videos, more people are 
buying houses from videos and finding their agents. And I think there's lots of questions about real estate in general. And I think there's a lot of misinformation. And so I really want to make it one of my, one of my things this coming year to, to do more video, whether it's Facebook live, whether it's, you know, pre pre-made videos, but really kind of digging in, interviewing local business owners, answering questions live for people hey, we keep getting this question over and over and I thought I'd do a video for you and just kind of talking about that kind of thing. So that, and then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about a lot of the, there's a lot of technology and a lot of stuff that's changing the real estate uh, game. I think part of it is trying to push agents out. I know, you know, but, but I, I, I like some of the stuff that Gary is doing with uh, command and just some of the different things that he's got rolling out. It'll be interesting. I've, I've seen some of the labs and it, it looks like some really cool stuff. And if they can do what they say they're going to do, it's going to be, it's going to be really awesome for Keller Williams agents. Like what? Give me an example of the coolest thing you've seen that's going to come out. You think, you know, I just, I just think that they're taking little bits and pieces from different CRMs and different, you know, whether it's Slack or Trello or some of the things they're taking from Boomtown and they're really trying to make a true all in one where you can kind of, go in and really based on some based on some analytics and data know who in your database is most likely to be selling and who you should be calling and i I just love the idea and i don't know that stuff yeah yeah and i don't know that it's going to be a true all-in-one but you know we're, we're almost in 2019 and we don't have i mean i log into probably 10 different systems every day of just stuff whether it's you know hey i'm a preferred yeah you shouldn't have to log into any you should just have to turn on your phone that's right. That's no, right. I'm, uh, and that's coming. Yeah. And the same thing you said, like, like it's kind of like, it's like eventually everything's going to be served to you, right? Because the, the, I think the biggest struggle is not calling the person. The biggest struggle is figuring out who to call, pulling up the phone number, dialing the phone number. It sounds so stupid, you know. <laughs> time it's busy work in between all of it uh, yeah that kind of stops people but if you just pulled up your phone and then you say okay nine to ten is my hour power every day and it just started calling yeah you know it becomes like and it started calling predictive analytics of who's most likely to move without you having to figure it out and and the same thing is with technology if you think about this i mean with with videos you're going into videos right i think that agents would do a lot more videos because they don't, they hear agents don't struggle talking. Like if I took you, which I am right now, videotaping you, if I just walked up to you on a street or if I just walked up to any real estate agent on the street and asked them a question, they could look in the video and just answer the question and babble, right? right? But the whole thing of turning it on, thinking of what to say, asking the question and answering it yourself, uh, then posting it or editing it, all that BS stops them from doing it. Don't you think? Like the like preparation the, time, it's the editing, it's the, it's all of what you just said. And it's, it's overwhelming and people go, I'll do it next month. Right. And, and then, so if you, if it, it was served to you every day where it was just like, okay, here's your Instagram post for today. It's going to come out at three o'clock and, and awesome. you go now and you're like, Hey, how you doing Instagram? Just walking my dog. Okay. Here's your Facebook post. Okay. Here's your Twitter thing. Here's three things you can talk about. You know what I mean? Served up for you, everybody would be viral. Yeah, and it'd be easy. I, I was telling, that I did a, two videos um, at the end of last week, and 
the lady, I said, you know, I don't know why this is so hard for me because I sit and do it all day long with clients and go through. I think it's just that I'm kind of like on and it's like you're, you're on the spot. You have to come up with ideas. You have to think of the content instead of when somebody prompts you and asks you the question, it's like, oh, the answer is blah, 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 blah. And it's really easy. And then you've got to go through the process of creating a blog around it. And I know there's people out there that do it and that's great, but it's, it's editing it's proofing it, it's turning it into a blog, and then it's who do you send it to, where do you post it socially, those things. And, and I think the, the, the key is just surrounding yourself. I know like uh, Dan Lesniak and Carrie Shaw have like surrounded them, like they, they hired like three new people to, to just be on their video crew, right? Yeah. To like follow them around so that when they talk and it's good, it just gets posted. Yeah. Or they're like, hey, Carrie, you know, you just got off the phone. Let me ask you about this. How's the market? And, you know, whatever. And then they just are posting it. Like uh, uh, Gary V says he has nine people on his, his video team that are full-time employees. I read nine week, people. I read last week he has 18 people personally just for him, not the rest of his. Okay. Double then. I'm, I'm guessing low. So 18 people just posting him talking. And those are probably mostly interns that are probably doing it for little to nothing, just to be around him. And he's not creating content. His no. content is breathing and talking like no. I would be talking to you right now. Like right. you're talking to me. Like if you had even one person, they would be filming you talking to me and right. it would be three or four posts about, you know, Josh Anderson and Pat Hyben on Real Estate Rockstars yesterday. Oh, you know, whatever. This is what they talked about. Yeah. It's just figuring out how to do it. That, that's the hardest part. It's just a system around it. Yes. Yes. I mean, it, just a system around it and the, the leverage. You really need that employee. You really need that person that's going to do it for you, right? And, and yeah. hold you accountable, just like our, like, you know, asking questions and getting you to smile and chat. I need to go to one of the local art schools and get a college kid to do it as an intern. Just yeah. be the job of a lifetime for them. They love that stuff, you know, yeah. and they would know how to do it. There's no learning curve. That's right. <laughs> and if they mess it up, they can fix it or not post it. One of the two. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Josh, let's talk about your free gift. As you know, everybody that comes on the show, uh, brings a free gift. And what we do with that free gift is I'm going to put it in the show notes. Now you were on once 392. I'm going to put this on hybendigital.com backslash Josh Anderson and the number two. I'm also going to put Josh's links. Hey, he's the guy in Nashville. You heard him right here. One out of four deals he gets, he does from agent referrals. So he knows how to handle referrals. So think of him. So anyways, what's your free gift, Josh? Yeah, so the, the gift would be um, I will do a playbook for – it'll be a marketing playbook for our best client event that we do. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell me about it. What, it what it's, like a, it's like a play-by-play on how Josh Anderson does his client parties. Yeah, so we have a, uh, we've got two different events that have really good turnouts. One is an ice cream social, and the other one is our fall fest. And so our marketing playbook around each one of those is uh, tells you exactly what to do, who to invite, where to post it, what to, when to post it, 
how to do the Eventbrite to capture their contact information. It's got a whole system around what to do and who does it in your organization and just a total breakdown of a 12-year-old could understand it. Yeah, that's awesome. So basically, you could just you could get, hand it to somebody and say, hey, we want to do client events. <laughs> Boom, here it is. How, how many do you do a year? So we, we've restructured. So typically, it's always been four to six client events a year. Wow. Uh, and so of those six client events, you know, typically two or three of those are happy hours. And we're going to do away with our happy hours because what we're realizing is as more of our clients are married and have kids, it's hard to go run across town for a beer um, or a glass of wine. Yes. So what we're doing is getting, we're kind of stepping up the game a little bit as far as um, doing dinner parties, like nice catered dinner parties. We did one at our house for 40 people. So it was our top 20 client referral sources for the year. Um, And that was really just for my clients. Uh, But we did it on our front porch. It was 40 people awesome bartenders, caterers. We really, we literally didn't do one thing. Everybody just, all the caterers and chefs and they all showed up and just did everything for us. Cleaned up afterward and it was awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to take a look at that myself. So uh, Josh, it's been a blast, brother. I really appreciate it, guys. All of Josh's contact information, hybendigital.com backslash Josh Anderson and the number two I'm also going to put his free gift there and I'm going to put it in the agent success toolbox, which it will be on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or text the word toolbox to 444-999. Josh, thank you, my friend. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams. And even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers, and I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.